Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. Welcome back, Dirtlings, to the Devil's Dirt Star. I'm your host, Big Spoon, and I have my co-host here with me, Ellsworth. Drinker of blood. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, my chair is squeaking something fierce. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ellsworth, what are we talking about today? Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> but like, with a Y or an I? A uh, Y is the preferred spelling. I agree. It's a little archaic. Yeah. A little spookier. A little esoteric. Yeah. I said we the do thing. like things esoteric. <laughs> she said the thing. <laughs> so as far as like some of the research I was doing, most of it was kind of just about typical things to repel vampires and tips and tricks when you're around one, what you should do, what you should not do. And I also found a really fun article online about the vampire cemetery found in uh poland what is squeaking it's your chair <laughs> fuck okay what do we want to talk about first well let's do a quick overview because i think people are probably largely familiar with the history of vampires just kind of maybe the origins and it, there isn't really a chicken or egg story i guess with the origination of vampires because a lot of different cultures across the world have had blood drinking entities. Um, the term vampire obviously is probably Eastern European in nature. Everything that I've been seeing online, all of this is like entirely European in origin. Yeah, the, much. the different terms for where the term vampire came from, and at least the English term vampire. Now, this is the French term for vampire is vampire with a Y. German vampire is vampire. And then there are quite a lot of other eastern european so there's the bosnian vampire there is ukrainian upir which Upier. is upir is the term that i use for the vampires in my story except i call them uvers but i spell it u-v-y-r uh, just kind of covering their stealing from them we'll talk to you about that at a later time <laughs> <laughs> and the oldest slavic upir but with an i so according to wikipedia they think that this term, Upir vampire, you know, the etymology of that might come from the Albanian words dom, meaning tooth, and pier, meaning drink. But that's just the kind of etymology of the word. The actual creature of the modern day vampire, I would say, is very different from the original folklore of vampires because now vampires are kind of seen as these. Hot. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're these very, like, more ethereal, beautiful, pale, sharp-toothed, usually, like, fun-colored eyes. The OG vampires, so to speak, honestly, just kind of like a corpse. Like they said, they're often bloated and red. So you're thinking of, like, Ugh. dependent lividity, which is when you die and your blood pools to a certain side. So you it looks like a big bruise, kind of. So when you read the descriptions of the original folklore vampires, when you see, you know, basically a bloated corpse with blood coming out of the eyes and the nose and the mouth, which is what happens when often you when you die. So I think it was really just people dying of diseases and then people finding the bodies looking in a kind of horrific way, bloated, reddened, blood coming out and thinking, oh my God, they were drinking blood. So the original vampires were really just bloated corpses. They didn't have sharpened teeth. They didn't have pale skin. They weren't super beautiful. I wonder though, because I read a lot of the same thing, that basically plagues would hit communities and then there would be these mass burials. And if they thought something else was going on, like more bad things were happening in the community, yeah. they would just go and fucking blame the dead yeah. instead of, you know, the living, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. At least they didn't go after anybody like the witch trials or some shit. Yeah. But then they'd go dig up the dead. They would see blood coming out of their mouth, their nose, whatever. Their gums would be receded, obviously. Yeah. 
major shrinkage of the gums yep. <laughs> and their nails would have grown which is a thing yeah. your nails usually continue to grow for a bit so to them was kind of a sign of life like oh my god their nails are have gotten longer they're still living mm-hmm. and they're covered in blood so they're obviously they're feasting on, yeah. on blood and then other conditions you know like literal climate the ground soil and everything if somebody had been buried for a while and they looked pretty fresh after yeah I mean, that would freak me out. Yeah. And and they didn't maybe necessarily realize at this time that if it's cool and dry, that someone might not rot at the same capacity that they would if it was warm and humid. (laughs) (laughs) Are you hungry yet? Because it's hungry. (laughs) It's tastier. I had Panera. (laughs) Mm, I'm craving some warm soup. (laughs) Tomato. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, tomato and grilled cheese. Oh my God, I mm. could fuck up tomato soup and grilled cheese. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah, I do have some fake cheese and mm. I don't have, I don't think I have tomato soup though. <laughs> Guess I'm going to have to suffice with some other warm red liquid. Not me. Mm. You can have my You've cat. You've got some to spare. <laughs> <laughs> I only need a pint or so. Dude, I think I'm anemic. You don't want this. <laughs> I'll cook it in an iron pan. I'll be right. fine. Well, it is gluten free, so. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible uh, mm. god damn anyone else getting hungry <laughs> oh my god so there are i guess some classic types of vampire or vampiric type creatures that we can cover like the striga i think some of these names will be familiar like striga i think is used in different like horror things that's mm-hmm. a kind of a more common word and so those are just albanian vampires basically they could fly around they suck the blood out of infants which is a very common thing <laughs> liking the you know pure blood um <laughs> oh like it's clean yeah and i mean i don't know if, if we can but if we could put a quote from what we do in the shadows in here that would be fantastic <laughs> because they make a very good point as to why people prefer virgin blood is this the sandwich it's the sandwich <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, if you were to eat a sandwich, you would probably prefer that no one had fucked it first. <laughs> God, I love that show. Oh, it's show. such a good show. That movie was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. If you, if you haven't watched the mockumentary series or movie, What We Do in the Shadows, it is superb. A very good vampire show a lot of it accurate in some ways like i'm actually very surprised yeah at well energy vampires yes that they cover i thought that was very cool instead of just going with the classic blood sucking yeah they thing. have different <laughs> kinds of vampires and and different kinds of psychic vampires too like the boring kind versus <laughs> the tragic kind and yeah we'll discuss more psychic vampires <laughs> let's see so the droger drauger which is a old Norse. They're not necessarily per se vampire, but they are kind of a prototype vampire. They are defined as a ghost or a spirit. They are kind of seen as a reanimated corpse. Okay, so um, they're corporeal. Yes. They have a body. Yes. So from my understanding of the Droger, it's kind of like a cross between a zombie and a vampire. You know, reanimated corpse, scary not necessarily seen as blood sucking, but just kind of like the return to life is the comparison mm-hmm. with vampires. A little zombie-like. Yeah. And zombies, I mean, there's a lot of like crossover lore, I think, between vampires and zombies, especially, yeah. you know, pre-film era. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're like two different subjects in pop culture. Yeah. But I mean, even like if you watch the really OG horror movies, like old zombie horror movies, there were a lot more similarities between the two. Zombies were a lot less brains <laughs> until um, later dates with early film. Zombies were actually in some ways quite racist early yeah. on. It was very much a fear of different cultures and not understanding. I feel like the first movie that I saw with zombies in it that was like zombies I would kind of think of today is Night of the Living Dead. Same. They're coming to get you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Um, I don't. That's Night of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm. I'm not <laughs> yeah, good with names. Fucking <laughs> around in the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, too bad. That is not a spoiler. It's, it's been not. out for decades. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, probably longer than you've been alive. Black and white. Okay. Yes. 
Didn't you do some type of film studies? I took a zombies in film class with the best professor ever at SUNY Potsdam. And it was a winter course. We went over the history of zombies in film. And it was just absolutely fascinating and very educational. We did cover kind of the racist origins of zombie stories, um, at least in this, in our culture, the racist origins of them in film. Because I think the first film we watched was one where it was very clearly like a magus kind of situation where like the evil bad guy created zombies. They were more like dead slaves than, you know, brains kind of things. Yeah, I think Night of the Living Dead really was the first step into the history of zombies is really interesting and vampires and, and folklore and we'll definitely do a zombie sode. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Zombie sode. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Strigoi. Which I believe the Strigoi are what the vampires are called in The Strain. The, I think you're the right. The graphic novel and TV show. Yeah. One of our good friends had us start watching that show and I thought it was really interesting. We never finished it. I don't know why. I enjoyed it, but I think we finished it and it wasn't. You're not missing a lot as far as. Yeah. Like it was really good, but it just kind of. And the vampires looked good. cool. Very freaky. The idea yeah. of like the white worms and the blood. Ugh. Yeah. Like it's a parasite. Yeah. Very fascinating. Very interesting. I think the Strigoi are Romanian. And let's see. Wait, on the yeah. show or in real life? In real life. <laughs> okay. in the, on the show, they were primarily Nazis. <laughs> you got to take the two evils and combine them together. <laughs> Fucking Nazis. They infiltrate. They ruin everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're the best kind of bad guy because they're so tied up in their own mythos and witchcraft and just absolutely bad shit inanity i mean you want to talk about bad guys that have gone off the rails <laughs> like 10 episodes on the nazis oh my god um, but they have had enough attention yes yeah let's not call attention no fuck nazis yeah fuck them <laughs> um yeah Listen, so it's been in the news a lot and like I think because they're finding more and more of them, but I found this article from the Smithsonian. It was written in October of 2017 about vampire cemeteries. The thing that I looked up was vampire burials because I knew there was like some weird shit around that. It's actually called anti-vampire burial so that you prevent one from getting up and killing everyone off in the community. I just think of those things that you plug into like the anti-mouse things that are just like put off the like <laughs> the vampires are just like me. I mean, you got the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> so this article, it's burials unearthed in Poland, open the casket on the secret lives of vampires. What people actually did to prevent the dead from rising again was very different than what Hollywood would have you think. And this is by Joshua Rap Learn. And then there's a really sick picture of this lady skeleton and it kind of looks like she's wearing headphones, but it's actually like some type of cap situation, like cloth and then a very rusty sickle over her neck. Oh, to like cut her head off if she tries to rise? Yes. It's to prevent her from getting up. Oh, yeah. Isn't that gnarly? Yeah. Sick. But let's see. Oh, underneath the caption of the picture, it says one of the excavated burials in Draskow, Poland, showed a skeleton with a sickle placed over its neck, likely to prevent the dead from rising again as the undead. So you're correct. Just my mic. I can't see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the article says, need to get rid of a pesky vampire? Thanks to Hollywood, you probably know the drill. Wear garlic around your neck. Don't go out at night without a cross. And for Pete's sake, never invite a debonair stranger into your house. Remember, you can tell if someone is undead by whether they have a reflection in the mirror, and if things go south, make sure you have a wooden stake or some means of decapitation handy. Pause game. Do you know why they would, you know, why are we unearthing so many people? Can can I ask you that? <laughs> I, I think that some of it is probably development. Yep, development like, related. Yeah, and they just kind of, oh, look, there's a body here. I'm just wondering why... We are so aware of exhumations and then we're finding things like this archaeological shit. I totally get, but it, it just seems like people back in the day were unburying their dead. But maybe that's why like a blight would hit a community or a plague would hit a community. And then, like I said earlier, they would go dig up their dead and do things to them. Grave robbers actually were grave robbers. They were the ones that found a lot of they would break into a grave and then see what to them appeared to be someone who was still living and feasting on blood yeah. with longer fingernails and then you know the story spreads cool oh how cool would that be for a career grave robbing yeah there's a book called rotters um that is 
not not a true story, but it's, it's <laughs> so, sorry to disappoint you. Um, but it's it's a very um, disturbingly written book about a boy and his grave robber father, and it's really Whoa. dark. And I feel like it was very. I I don't know anything about grave robbing because I guess there's not really a lot of information because it's you know illegal other than um, Birkin hair. But. Yeah, but he he uh, it feels to me very realistic the way they describe wow um, breaking into to graves and and I'm sure the yeah. author did some research for sure yeah. yeah but people were going and digging up the dead for whatever reason and they would find like metal rods through their chest and it had nothing to do with the heart not to break yours but basically what they were trying to do was throw an iron rod or a stake a wooden stake of some kind threw the corpse into the ground so that it couldn't get up. Oh, that's what that's about. So interesting. You know, Buffy, the vampire slayer, you're going around with a, like a little mallet. I mean, when in doubt, if a humanoid thing that looks like a human is attacking you, if you cut off its head, it's probably going to die vampire or no. I mean, that's just an effective method of, yeah, that's, but that's what you do to, to get yours as you either decapitate the vampire or like, Usually you'll see in shows, yeah. you put a stake through the heart and then Buffy the Vampire Salt and burn, man. Just salt and burn. <laughs> salt and burn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stake to the heart, they poof. They go huh. into a cloud of ash or some shit like that. Yeah. But that's why they did that. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so the article continues on. Actually, these fiction and film-driven fantasies bear little resemblance to the centuries-old beliefs and practices some Polish villagers turned to in an effort to ward off the misfortunes that befell them. Okay, so that makes sense. By excavating graves from the 17th century Polish cemetery, anthropologists are finding that people attempted to protect themselves from the occult using vastly different methods than those portrayed in horror films. 200 years ago, when they had no TV, books, or very limited access to education, they just created a second world. And this is coming from Merrick Polson, but it's spelled P-O-L-C-Y-N, so I'm probably wrong. An adjunct anthropologist professor at Lakehead University in Canada, who has co-authored several studies on deviant burials in the rural village of Draskow, Poland. They often referred to the world that they had known from oral tradition, which was very likely rooted in beliefs reaching back to pagan times, an alternative world to explain things happening around them, which they couldn't understand. So they were blaming the dead for anything bad that happened. Makes sense. I think a lot of mythology comes from people not understanding how the world works and just making up reasons that seem logical if you don't know any better. Well, it's like human sacrifice. Yeah. Um, was that Aztec or Mayan or both? I think human sacrifice is uh, well prevalent in all, pre- <laughs> pretty much every culture at some point. But that's one of the ones that I think about is like you would take your most worthy person yeah. and sacrifice them because you wouldn't want to just like take anybody. You know, it has to be somebody that's worthy. Yeah, you don't take your the worst of the crop and give it to the, no. the god. Like, here you go. We don't like Dave anyway. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Paulson's work describes one female body discovered with a sickle across her pelvis, a rock on her neck, and a coin in her mouth. Does not explain what the coin is, but I know that's kind of a thing when you see coins on somebody's eyes. Yeah. But I don't know about the mouth, and I wonder if the coin was made of silver. Well, there are some cultures that put coins in their mouth um, for passage to get to wherever they're going sometimes there's i know at least in, in greek mythology it was pretty common um you yeah need to have like a coin to pay karen you gotta pay the toll toll is it pronounced karen like karen the karen boat oh i don't like know the guy on the boat and the yeah. thing and river sticks yeah yeah know. to get to, to hell <laughs> um yeah yeah that's interesting so four other bodies were found with sickles strewn across their throats too And Paulson said that there was a study where they found that sickles had been discovered in excavations in other countries like Slovakia before and burials with sickles across the throat are rare during this period. He says the practice could corroborate with history knowledge of folk tales and beliefs about creatures that rise from the dead and commit evil deeds and bring misfortune to the living. And then people would use like sharp tools, iron, anything that was created by fire, by hammering. And the reason why they did this is because it had anti-demonic properties. Hmm. Anything forged in fire, basically. Interesting. Weird, huh? 
Yeah, because I mean, you think like demons being a fiery kind of creature oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So the idea that something forged in fire is anti-demon is kind of, it seems counterintuitive. But I think we'll kind of get a little bit into that when I'm talking about things that repel vampires. Yeah. Because there's definitely this weird antimicrobial thing going on with vampires that I had no idea about. Yeah. It's very strange. Well, it's interesting. So there's porphyria. Yes. So it's a disease of blood and liver and whatever. Um, but one of the symptoms of porphyria is not being able to go out in the sun. So. Oh, I didn't know. You get blisters if you go out in the sun. Okay. Because I know that is one of the things. And if you look up instances or examples of patients with porphyria, that's what you see is like these little purpley blisters and discoloration because it affects your blood cells. Yeah. Basically. But it turns things purple. And I found this really cool image, actually, of a urine specimen that a patient with porphyria gave. And when it was exposed to, to sunlight, sunlight yeah. it fucking turned purple. Yeah. Well, they said purple. It kind of looked pink to so me. So when but. you think of, like, the idea of a vampire being, like, this bloated, like, purpley creature yeah. or someone who can't go in the sunlight, it makes sense that someone who experienced this disorder, especially pre-modern medicine, People being, you know, there's something wrong with that person. They go into the sun and they blister up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although I was also reading that idea of people having porphyria being, you know, targeted and thought of as potential vampires. It's now being rejected by folklorists because that didn't become prominent until around the 70s. There was actually a couple authors who were entertaining the theory that this is what it was from. But I could totally see that happening. Some of them, their eyes look all crazy, their lips and their nose. It's like their nose is non-existent, they look but very their lips deformed. are shrunken back. Yeah. Some of their gums, their teeth look very long. Like, it's scary, yeah. you know? And it's so sad. Yeah. But back then, looking like that, I could understand people being like, oh my God, creature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's pretty much the gist of the article. They do talk about how between the 7th and 9th centuries, Christianity kind of took over and Slavic people weren't allowed to do certain things that they would normally do to bury their dead. They would cremate their dead. That was how they released the soul. Makes sense. And then they weren't allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, because there's this weird, it's not all Christian beliefs, but there's this weird idea that you've got to keep your body intact because you need it for when, you know, everything. What, like the rapture? Yeah. And just Uh, like, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's for the rapture, but I know like there are certain Christian sects where I think Catholicism is one of them where you, you have to have a specific kind of burial and you have to keep your body intact because you're going to return to it at one point. And like, I, I don't want that. (laughs) I'm going to be really pissed if my like eternity is me coming back to this body. We've already talked about that, how that is your worst fear. Yeah. I don't want to be living in something that like, it doesn't matter if it hasn't been burned or whatever. I don't, you're coming back to a skeleton unless you're coming back immediately after. And even, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. That's not good. It doesn't sound like heaven to me. No. It sounds like a waking nightmare. No, I'd rather be a fucking ghost in purgatory. Yeah. Or like on earth, just fucking with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I would find people who deserve to be haunted and I would destroy their lives. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming for you, DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Fuck it. Yeah. I guess it would be wrong of us to not give Vlad the Impaler a little love because oh, he is be. the OG modern day vampire as we know them. I mean, he there's a lot of speculation as to how much. I mean, think about how rumors start and change. Like, you know, he, he may not be quite as twisted as people said. People did say that he was very just. That is a pretty across the board thing that people agree to is that he was just. He was just very extreme. Yeah, I heard he had a pretty good track record in the beginning, but then kind of went off the rails a bit. He allegedly would dip his bread in the blood of enemies, which is metal, but also disgusting. You know what that is? That's fucking cocky. <laughs> I mean, what that is. That's a, like, you don't want to go fight Vlad. Vlad's going to slay you and then eat bread with your blood. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to go invade somewhere else. And he put people on spikes. And I don't, 
have this is like I guess folklore personal folklore because I don't remember I didn't look this up to see if it's true but something my mother taught me as a child is the way that he he impaled people on stakes wasn't you know like skewering them and just putting them up he would tie your hands and feet and then like place you on the stake and allow you to slowly become impaled fuck no no it, I mean, you would just slide down the stage very slowly. I there is not enough lubrication no. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, not enough. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a great preventative action against people committing crimes because I'm not stealing a loaf of bread in a country where I'm going to get impaled. I just like the image is replaying over and over in my mind of him like with a bowl of blood dipping his Panera yeah, bread just, in just there. like watching you slowly get staked to some death. bitch in the background just like <laughs> wriggling like a worm <laughs> oh yeah my God. that's horrific yeah just very very interesting so the name you know Vlad the Impaler for those who don't know is Dracula essentially he is Dracula and the reason that he had the name Dracula is because Dracul means dragon and he was of the house of the dragon or order of the dragon or something like that yeah that was his thing you know he was of the dragons so dracul just means dragon so dracula he does sound pretty fucking metal yes and again it's a pretty cool thing to be known long term for being vicious but also very just like i think of the time period what was he 1400s 1500s of the time period i think being vicious is probably a necessary Life is very different now than it was even yeah. 100 years ago or 200 years ago. So being very vicious was probably a good way to maintain rule and then still being just. But yes, yeah, so the idea of him consuming the blood of his enemies kind of led to the idea of him being a vampire. But that was basically it. It was just the... the I mean, there's... there's <laughs> um The bread and blood situation? There's a lot about the cruel, brutal things that he did and... I don't think the vampire idea came about until centuries after. Ah, wait, what century did you say he was doing his Let's thing? Let's see. So he was born around 1428 to 1431 and died in 1477. So when he was in his mid 40s. Um, that feels like it wasn't that long ago in the long timeline of yeah. history. It's a, a little more recent than I thought. <laughs> he had... Large, deep set, dark green, penetrating eyes. He had green eyes. Mm-hmm. See, allegedly, mm. and he had a large lower lip. So I'm just like <laughs> imagining like this um, <laughs> vampire mythology. Yeah. So he he was known, well known as a medieval ruler throughout Romania. I'm getting this information from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> um, but it was Bram Stoker that made the connection. So it wasn't until the 1800s that the idea of him being a vampire I do have some notes about that a little bit because Bram Stoker came out with Dracula in uh, 1897. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. That's also where I have my little section about vampire repellent starter kits and miscellaneous shit. But that's where mirrors were first mentioned. That they avoid them. Yeah. And that they have no reflection. Bram Stoker really is the creator of vampires as we know them today. Oh, hell yeah. He, he is. He's the granddaddy. The source. Yeah. Of vampires. Yeah, absolutely. And even, I mean, the book Dracula doesn't really describe vampires as being sexy and youthful. That's still something that came along later, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he was the one who created this modern day vampire with the aversions that we know them to have and the ways to kill them and, and that kind of stuff. Um, Bram Stoker really created that. So I haven't read the book, but he didn't describe them as being the Sexy. hot, sparkly people. No. That's um, interesting because they chose Bella Lugosi to play him, who was a lot more becoming than like Nosferatu. Yeah. Nosferatu is fucking well. Uh, so I haven't read. I haven't read it in a very long time. I remember reading Dracula as being very like creepy more than sexy. But maybe that's because like at the time I read it, I was quite young. I mean, he was he was a sexual character, yeah. like a seductive character. But I didn't read him as coming across as like Hot? Edward. Uh, yeah, like a color. Um, yeah. So it was. Let's see if I can find a quote about um oh interesting Bram Stoker was is now considered uh likely to have been homosexual 
Billy. He wrote some intensely homoerotic letters to Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman? Mm-hmm. Um, That's so cute. Can't find any exact quotes. But I did not see... I mean, the the woman in the book, I think, were described as more sexual. Oh, his brides? Yeah. What is the deal with the brides? Well, it kind of it's plays into the thing. idea of him being a seductive yeah. being. I wish I had read it more recently, and I should have done more research before this. I did, I did not do enough. But yeah, he, fine. <laughs> he, he created the vampires as we know them today, for sure. Yeah. Did you ever find... I didn't do any research on it, but I have some basic knowledge around, well... It looks like, I don't know if that's how they pronounce her name, but Elizabeth Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory. Mm-mm. Do you know who that is? No. You don't fucking know who that is? I don't. Okay. Now I'm like, I wish I had done research about it. <laughs> okay. She ruled. If you want to start oh, looking Oh, is she the up. one who bathed? Yes. yes I, have, okay. I, I am. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, um. Yeah. So she thought that. Wait, so her name, she didn't pronounce it Elizabeth. It was pronounced Elizabeth. Well, it. It's like spelled with an E-R and a Z in there. Erzabet is how I've seen it spelled. In maybe like really old maybe stuff. this is the anglicized version yeah. of her name then. Um, the Anglican. Yeah, whatever. she's the one who bathed in young woman's blood. Like she was the virgin, the virgin blood. blood. Yes. Yeah, because she thought it would keep her young forever. But yeah. she would sit in a fucking bathtub with a stake, but like a super long one. And she would hang virgins from the ceiling and poke them what the fuck (laughs) what is wrong with you psychopath get yourself some fucking like i don't know l'oreal shit allegedly (laughs) tortured and murdered more than 600 women she's fucking crazy why is she not i mean that talk about big bad serial killers my god oh we'll do an episode about female serial killers yeah they don't get enough credit yeah (laughs) damn (laughs) Yeah, she's fucking. Whoa. Okay, so what, well, what we need to know now is she died at 54. Bitch, it did not work. <laughs> was she beautiful the whole time? I doubt it. Wait, so her servants were like convicted for her crimes, but <laughs> she wasn't? <laughs> yeah, she this was... is some bullshit. <laughs> wow. I don't think there's any other super prominent figures in history other than those two that come to mind no, when I think about like I can't think of you know because sometimes if you're looking up vampire stuff you will see stuff about her just because uh, I yeah mean, I mean obviously yeah if that's I mean part of Keanu your... Reeves might be a vampire if you want to talk about modern day vampires have you seen the connections with like there are pictures of people who look just like him from like centuries ago it is bizarre it's very interesting it is very interesting yes. he can be whatever he wants yep um man you just can't make shit like that part of your beauty routine no and i mean there is a beauty a vampiric a modern day vampiric beauty routine where they take your own blood yep your own blood that's acceptable i don't know if i'd want other people's blood that just there's a lot of diseases in there yeah no they draw your own blood yeah yeah Oh, I just mean as far as like her like bathing in someone's blood. I just feel like I mean, obviously she didn't know, but there's some gross stuff in other people's blood. You can get diseases that way. <laughs> I mean, this is before HIV, so I guess she's yeah. That makes me wonder: Did she die of old age? I At mean, fifty four. I don't know. Back then, though, like when fifty four was still very young for back then. I think because she didn't die. Like if you didn't die in childhood or childbirth. People actually didn't really die quite as young as as we think they did. No, and I heard the reason for that is because infant mortality mm-hmm. is roped into that yeah. entire Yeah, so the statistic. average is a lot lower because yes. you're thinking of people who die at five or so people true. who die at 16 because they're giving birth yeah. or in war at 16 because they're in war. But if you like take those factors out, people would live into their 60s and 70s. That was normal. Um, so that I, makes I mean, sense. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can figure out what she died of said that her hands were cold and in the morning oh, she was I dead remember. yeah i remember that she complained that her hands were cold i have it. to imagine she had some kind of fucking disease from bathing in 600 people's blood yeah i mean even if they're virgins i mean first of all there isn't really any way to confirm if someone's a virgin because you? virgin is a construct but yes uh but can you imagine trying to get blood blood is hard to wash off i think like if you've ever had an yeah. industry an industry (laughs) if you ever had an industry where you were covered in blood yes let us know (laughs) well they did but anyway so 
if you ever had an injury and you were covered in blood, it's hard to get off. Can you imagine trying to get that out of your fucking hair? I'm thinking about a lot of hair things because I yeah. have my extensions now. Yeah. I'm having so much fun. Um, <laughs> but like, I cannot imagine trying to get that shit mm. out of my, yeah. well, out of my hair, but also out of my soul. 600 people. Yeah. Would she, so, so would she bathe in blood and then hop into water or would she like rub that shit in and just, oh, let it dry. Scabs. Oh, but other people's blood. Other people's scabs. Oh my God. If you like peel porn though, and you like to peel things off, I guess that could be okay. I feel gross. Yeah. <laughs> Countess Dracula. That's what she was known as. According to a 1971 horror film directed by Peter Sadzi. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you want to go over the uh, vampire repellent starter kit? Yes. Here are just like a couple of things that will repel vampires. And I also have some other things about some rules and things you should just have on you. We'll start off with garlic. Garlic contains a powerful antibiotic known as allicin, but it's spelled A-L-L-I-C-I-N. There are some beliefs in Europe that vampirism is caused by a blood disease Therefore, garlic may kill a vampire if it's consumed. So that kind of makes sense. Well, it's just like when you're sick and they tell you to make, like, if you're going to make soup, you should throw a lot of garlic in there. And that is also where in the article I was reading, it talks about porphyria and the stigmatization of people with that disease. I feel really bad about that now. You're not scary if you have porphyria. (laughs) And hopefully, I don't, I didn't do enough research on this, but hopefully there's a cure for it now. I don't know. I would would imagine that there has to be. I'd like to know if there is. Or some type of treatment. It looks pretty damn rough. Oh, pain is severe, frequently (sighs) out of proportion to physical signs, and often requires the use of opiates to reduce it to tolerable levels. Hopefully it's not very common anymore. I don't it's like partially genetic i was reading that a lot of patients won't have symptoms at first for like quite some time and then all of a sudden it's just like Uh, yeah not cool mary queen of scots they think had it oh really yeah and king george the third didn't know descendants of king george the third which makes sense since it's genetic (laughs) uh dracula no vlad the impaler was said to have had acute porphyria Mm -hmm. Um, Which may have started the notion that vampires were allergic to sunlight. (gasps) (gasps) I mean, come on. Interesting. (laughs) That's cool. So maybe that's where the tie-in happened. Yeah. Interesting. Was with Vlad. Hmm. Very cool. I like it. Yeah. So the next thing, what we were talking about before, mirrors. Mirrors are first referenced in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was published in 1897. And this is basically a new thing. So before that, mirrors were never a problem. Yeah. Up until Brahm. Back then, mirrors were backed with silver, and they still do this today, but usually it's a mixture of silver and aluminum, I believe, because of reflective properties. Mm -hmm. It is believed that silver could both repel evil spirits and, again, it had antimicrobial properties. And this led me to research a little bit about silver and how it's used, So silver solutions have been used in medicines for thousands of years, but scientists didn't know why it worked. And silver having antimicrobial properties, they're trying to figure out how this works. Basically, this article that I found, it's all about how silver creates zombie cells. Hmm. Yeah. Silver has been used medicinally for thousands of years when bacteria are exposed to a silver solution it's the fucking apocalypse for them interesting yeah so silver ions punch holes in the cell membrane and attach themselves to certain components like dna essential things in the cell reducing the bacteria to a husk that can't perform basic functions but it can certainly fuck up its comrades Even though these cells are dead, the silver ions are still in control because the cell becomes like a sponge and it just soaks up more and more ions. So does this also harm good bacteria? Like I have to imagine that it's not intelligent in its destruction, right? One of the things that I was reading is that it does not typically target certain cells. Interesting. It's more towards bacterium and viruses that are bad for you. But who knows though? Like Hmm. I... I don't know. Like, it could be the kind of thing 
like chemotherapy just it targets clean everything. House. Yeah, yeah, you take antibiotics and your gut bacteria is just yeah, absolutely. decimated. It could be. I'd have to do more research on huh. that. So now that it's soaked up all of this like silver ion bullshit, yeah. it stores the silver ions and those leak out of the zombie cell into the other environment and latch on to other cells that are still living. And now they're a part of the horde. So what scientists ended up doing is they killed Pseudomonas. And I don't know if you've ever seen patients or people with Pseudomonas or heard the horror stories. Like you have a rusty razor in the shower and you cut yourself with it. All of a sudden, parts of your body are turning green. Like a toxic green color is what happens. It's fucking gnarly. But parts of you... (laughs) brought off (laughs) yeah it's it's rough so they killed the bacteria but they also set aside some live happy pseudomonas cells so then they had them separated and then they put them together in the same thing the same container the zombie cells fucking annihilated the living bacteria interesting and they all died yeah isn't that so crazy yeah like i just think that's so so crazy and they call it a mini microscopic massacre wow oh it sounds adorable that's very cute i loved it but yeah i just thought that was so cool but, yeah you know a little deep dive on silver and how it works and how it kills viruses huh moving on back to the vampires all that is to say silver holds cleansing properties which vampires completely despise because it could hurt or kill them it's also believed they avoid mirrors because they are vain as hell and they hate their deathly appearance. Because typically yeah. back in the day, vampires were not seen as beautiful. Yeah, that's you know? more modern, a modern day interpretation. And then, of course, slowly over time, they look, especially if they don't feed, they look like a husk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of gnarly. Oh, this fucking blew my mind. You know, Count Von Count on Sesame Street? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's a vampire. In Europe, there is folklore around vampires having to stop in their tracks and count something that you throw at them. Yeah. Which is why Count Von Count counts. One, two, three. (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. That's adorable. (laughs) I just thought that was the cutest thing. I was like freaking out when I read about it. Basically, you would have to throw something like a grain. I know in Chinese or Japanese cultures, they would say like you have to throw rice at them and they have to stop and count every single piece. Um, You could also throw like mustard seeds or other grains. Salt probably would be. Salt is another one. People used to carry around little pouches of salt. If you did that and you're outside, they are compelled to stop and count and they cannot finish pursuing you until they are done and if you throw enough shit in their path the sun's gonna rise at some point yeah that's yeah. cloud cool there's some slavic coastal towns they believed that <laughs> they'd have to count the holes in nets like fishing nets so if you threw like a fucking gill net at them <laughs> they have to stop and count all the holes that's awesome <laughs> i think it's kind of cute can you yeah. imagine i'd just like get another buddy and be like here you grab one side, I'll grab the other <laughs> side, and we'll start counting. You start here, I'll start there. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> and then, of course, crosses. Crosses are obviously a divine symbol. Yeah. So if you present it to something very unholy, yeah. like your local vampire, Holy they're going yeah, yeah. to throw a fit. They're going to hiss and spit at you and freak out. Yeah. And of course, bonus points if it's silver, I suppose, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then holy water, same thing. Yeah. It'll burn. Salt and burn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then just some basic rules. Don't make eye contact with the vampire. Do not. Kind of like making eye contact with the gorilla. Just don't do it. What? You're provoking him. (gasps) No, but I love them. Just don't make eye contact. Just look away? If you make eye contact with like a, like a, it's going (laughs) to want to tear your limbs off. Ah, that's horrible. I mean, it's kind of like smiling. In the animal kingdom, it's kind of seen as a threatening thing. Yeah, I've told people that at work when they smile at me, but I don't see them smile with their eyes. And I'm like, oh, that's the chimpanzee smile. It's going to rip my fucking face off. Yeah. Or scary. (laughs) My coworkers. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They are beings of some kind. But yeah, don't look them in the eye because they could hypnotize you. And definitely don't invite them in your home. 
what else let's see wear excessive amounts of silver cross jewelry like goth up or get out and eat a hearty pasta meal loaded with garlic it's a deterrent because then it's in your body and they're gonna be like oh god yeah i mean it'll deter many things because you're gonna smell like garlic I love garlic though. I do too, but I don't like walk by someone who smells like garlic and be like, you smell delicious. I'm like, you smell like BO. <laughs> exactly. It's like the onion thing. Yeah. It smells delicious when it's in a pan, not when it's on a person. No. If you're just walking around doing everyday things and you're emitting garlic vapors. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's not cool. Nope. Not cool at all. But yeah, that's all I had about that. I know you said you've never seen Interview with a Vampire. I haven't, no. For those of you that don't know, I believe that came out in 94, but it has Brad Pitt in it, What's His Crazy, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and Kirsten Dunst. She was very little at the time. She played a character called Claudia, but it is a beautiful story. Anne Rice came out with the novel, I think, sometime around 76. It's a very good movie. And they just made it into a TV show. Did they really? Yep. Totally modernized, a lot more inclusive culturally. Yeah. I need to watch this show, but I'm pretty sure it might be behind a paywall. I got to double check. Usually they are. But if you have watched the show, let us know. And if you didn't like the movie, don't talk to me. The book (laughs) is great, though. The book was awesome. You can watch it on... Wow, it has 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's legitimately impressive. The show? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things recently that I've been seeing having a super high rate on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what's going on, but then it'll have a lower rate on other systems. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, Sling TV, or YouTube TV. Perfect. Got that Amazon account. Yep. And then, of course, my sister got me into uh, True Blood for a time. And that, (laughs) the man upstairs and I, we watched it. The first episode laughed our asses off. We had nothing else to watch. Yeah. Next thing we know, we're on season seven. (laughs) (laughs) And Sookie Stackhouse. (laughs) Yeah. That was, uh, that's a fucking show. Yeah. Everything's just like a little bit over the top on purpose, obviously. I I enjoy show. I mean, Supernatural's the same way where it's, it it is campy, but that's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, very campy, but super fun. Yeah. Oh my God. I was obsessed with that show growing up. I never saw Buffy. I watched Angel for a bit, which is a spawn off of Buffy, but (laughs) I think it's a spinoff. I think I just didn't have access to Buffy. I mean, I I know I didn't as a kid. And Mm -hmm. then I think Angel was on Netflix for a bit, but Buffy was not. So I just, (sighs) I watched what I had. Angel was so good. Apparently he's a creep. David Boreanaz. Dude. Okay. Before we get into that, I just have to low key mention it. His dad is a newscaster or was a newscaster in Delaware. Interesting. I had an, or still do have an aunt in uh, Delaware. I remember growing up, he would be on the news, look just like him. Why is he creepy? Um, I don't, well, I don't want to like, we, we don't need to go into that deep dive, but if you, if you look up his name, there was, it was, you know, during the Me Too movement, just things oh, no. came out that, that he had done things that were not cool. I think that that was very common of the time period and accepting, giving them the grace of the fact that certain behaviors were not maybe known to be inappropriate at the time. Because it was socially acceptable. Yes. Not saying that it's okay, but like thinking, like, I'm like some big, beautiful Hollywood star. It's okay for me to force myself on someone because secretly they want it. Kind of like attitude. Um, Oh, no. Not, I, I, he's not like a terrible person, but he he is, you know, problematic and one of the fallen to being a creep. Yeah. You know what? The day I stop believing in humanity is when I hear something about Tom Hanks. No. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, no. Did you see the look she just gave me? <laughs> oh my God. Paul Rudd. I can't hear anything <gasps> bad about Paul Rudd. I can't. Nope. No. Him, Jason Bateman, Tom Hanks. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Stephen Colbert. Bill Murray was on the list. How the mighty have fallen. I'm trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um... Damn it. <laughs> Definitely have to check out the, uh, the new interview with the vampire TV show. Yeah. Didn't really prepare that well for this one here we can use this as a uh you know what do they call that an after hours Uh, yeah i think it's gonna have to be i'm disappointed because this has the potential to be a very long awesome episode but we could do a vampires today yeah i I think every topic we've covered so far i'm going to want to revisit in the future Mm -hmm. um but we could actually go through like the really crazy history of vlad 
and yeah i like, want to do more for Vlad, for sure Vlad, i could talk about elizabeth yeah um and then any other little tiny figures we could find in there yeah that would yeah. kind of yeah I yeah think that's fine. Will, i think this will have to be an after hours it's it's not our it's not our hottest yet <laughs> um i'm okay with that yeah yeah we'll do we'll do more um but we can end with a would you rather <gasps> oh yeah we're gonna make that a regular thing you guys end with an ellsworth would you rather would you rather have the skin on your body no <laughs> be entirely the same skin that is on your nipples or the same skin that is on the bottom of your feet <laughs> death is not an option <laughs> why'd you take death off the table <laughs> also i thought it was going to be vampire related <laughs> nope that was God. just that was what came i was trying to think of a vampire one but that was the first thing that popped into my mind i was like what is truly evil yeah like would you rather be a vampire or not well i was trying to think of a vampire one um okay but now that one's out there so you're gonna let, have to pick let me answer that question and then you're gonna answer mine because this is foul okay <laughs> i mean if you if you pick nipple skin you could be wait. a very specific kind of porn star wait <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> Lumpy and pink. <laughs> or or, or Corson. <laughs> nipple skin. Nipple skin. All right. <laughs> Does nipple skin tan like you go out in the sun? <laughs> Does it? I know that it darkens with pregnancy. Yeah. And it toughens. Yeah. You know. Um so that'd be weird oh my god could, wait okay so say i'm a human nipple now i'm a human nipple because yep. i chose nipple skin i would choose i would choose foot skin you would yeah because i think foot skin like i would just have to i would i would bathe in oils a lot and i would always have pumice stones around but i think i could make myself be passably normal but you cannot be passably normal with nipple skin Wait, you can't change it. It's too late. <laughs> this is just like when you told me the apocalypse has already happened. And you have and no I underwear. underwear. <laughs> Things I fucking forgot list. God, I'm stupid. All right. Well, so I'm a human nipple. <laughs> That'll never not be funny. Um, and Big I spoon got... the human nipple. <laughs> now I'm picturing... A slotted spoon because we talked about a holy spoon yeah. before, but I'm pink. <laughs> so uh, okay. that's gonna be a t-shirt. <laughs> the human nipple. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, a name tag. <laughs> that's my job title yeah. now. But say I'm the human nipple mm -hmm. and I got pregnant. Would I darken and toughen? Yes. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm envisioning either there are two different kinds of human nipple. Either you are just kind of like the areola area just spread over your whole body or you're like a skin suit made of a bunch of nipples. I, I don't know if you <laughs> should be allowed in my house anymore. <laughs> Between the demons and... <laughs> And the underwear thing. You're going to have crazy nightmares. I'm going to wake see up. Me a giant toe running down the road. I'm going to wake up like, I'm a nipple. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> okay. Well, <clears throat> if I had my druthers, I would take it back and be a foot. Um, <laughs> or foot skin. God damn it, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so, choices <laughs> so answer my question eternal life as a vampire well traditional vampire like you cannot no oh. <laughs> not the interesting <laughs> historic one but you as you are now yeah for all eternity cannot go out into the sunlight you have to drink blood human blood Damn not, it, i was already not, thinking of my ways out not like Twilight, where you can eat animals. I mean, I suppose you could, though. Even interview with a vampire. I think there's people subsisting off squirrels. Yeah. Or some shit. Rats. Yeah. Rats. It was rats. Sorry, fandom. I'm sure there's a serious community behind oh, that for movie. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you rather? 
Or just be a human? Or be a human. The only rather. The only way I would say I would pick immortal life is if I could bring other people with me. There's no shot that I want to be immortal forever. But if I could like, you know, turn John and you and Ethan, like, that sounds pretty cool. We could have a podcast for centuries. Yeah, no, I would be totally down to do it. Because I know if I ever wanted it to end, I could. Yes. And also dirtlings could send us their blood. <gasps> you guys. We'll get the P.O. box set up. <laughs> Why am I like so excited about that? <laughs> don't, don't, don't send us blood. I don't. don't send us blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Only if we become vampires. Yeah. But we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. What would you pick? <laughs> I would pick eternal life. Yeah. I mean... I, as a human, I don't want to live forever. No. And I don't want to live to the point where I can't take care of myself. Same. The day that starts happening and I know, like, I'm not going to be able to do for myself, I don't want to be a burden yeah. to anyone. And I'd rather go out on my own terms. Yeah, I I agree. Aging is the scary part of living forever. Well, I mean, also like life can be scary but I feel yeah. like if you're looking ahead like centuries and knowing that you have time to figure things out it's a lot less scary yeah like I, oh my god I would have so many bachelor's degrees I would have my <laughs> I would have a doctorate in literally everything I would be a walking encyclopedia Ellsworth is a lifetime student she wants to be anything everything. and everything as soon as she discovers an interest in it which I'm kind of like that too but only about art like, if I discover a new craft, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Buy that. all the supplies and make a few of them. <laughs> Bitches making resin trays, get me some. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I really want to get into resin. It looks so cool. It is very expensive. I have yeah. some if you ever want to fuck around with, like, molds and stuff. It's so fun. It's, it is such a process, though. The videos I've watched, like, it really, like, the first few resin things you make are, like, guaranteed to just be shitty because it's, it's a complicated you, you process. You want to know what's funny? The first two things I made, perfect. Of course they were. <laughs> the jewelry I tried to make, I think it's because I had a bad ratio of like my part A, part mm. B. I made it last summer. I made little Is pieces still of squishy? jewelry. Yep. Still bendy. And also when you pour it, it smells just like a basement. It's very weird. Interesting. You, you need to have ventilation. Yeah. Windows open. You should have a respirator on. Whoa. You will get a headache within the first 10 minutes. Interesting. If you don't, hmm. can confirm it happened to me. Poor ventilation. But yeah, resin's dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We need resin uh, merch. Yes. Of some kind. Yeah. Just like a, a dirt star floating in some. Oh, I should resin. have picked butthole skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's way eviler than nipple skin. Vile. <laughs> I love it. Would you, would you rather stop aging physically at 30 or mentally at 30? I would pick physically. I'd rather be like losing my mind and like still be young and 30 than like sharp as attack and crippled I guess yeah it's like being trapped in your body but you're fully aware of what's going on yeah. around you actually that is something I also fear getting older is that I will be completely aware of everything that's happening to me and unable to like advocate for myself yes that's very scary yeah so yeah I guess I'd rather stay young and have my mind age yeah. as usual because i mean you can still do stuff to take care of your mind but like yeah i just i feel like i don't know we don't we live in a culture that is very anti-aging yeah um, and not like anti-aging like preventative but like we we do not respect age here no we don't um, it's very interesting to think about because in some way like age there's a lot of benefits to age and i think that we kind of have this idea of like oh like because we're so pro progress, so to speak, there's there's good progress and bad progress, and and I'd say a lot of like progress is good, and like there's some comedian who was talking about how each generation has a different thing that they tackle. So our grandparents they tackled race, and then our parents tackled sex with like the '60s and like the free sex movement, and now we're tackling gender. And yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting. That's pretty profound. Yeah, it, it, it just, it was a funny bit, but it, like he said that and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a really good, like, and that's why, you know, they're like, oh, like kids these days, but it, we are breaking down the accepted. Barrier. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And I wonder what's going to be next. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that like, we kind of have this idea of like, 
there isn't a respect for old age and lived experience here like yeah. there is in other countries oh yeah it's too bad because there is a, i mean obviously you know there are people who are very adverse to change and and that's not a good thing but it is important to still listen to people who have lived experiences and who understand things that you might not understand because you haven't been around as long as they have yeah anyways i'd rather be young and reasonably hot looking and have my brain i mean i'm already young and crazy so what like what's gonna change i already can't remember things oh yeah this is your baseline yeah i'm i'm already basically a 70 year old and in a (laughs) 30 year old's body so nothing nothing's gonna change (laughs) oh god i'm gonna go crazy so fast (laughs) it doesn't run in my family everyone my grandfather's in his 90s and he's still sharp as a tack Oh, you're in trouble then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My my family, um, on my mom, they all live very long time. My mom's side lives a long time, quite healthy. My dad's side usually has a stroke in their 60s, but refuses to die until they're like 100. <laughs> so I'm hoping I, I take after my mom's side. They're like perfectly healthy, live to 80 or 90, and then just like decide they're done. And Yeah. I was going to say, that's excessive living that long afterwards. Yeah. I don't... I. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing my great grandfather who had had several strokes and he lived several, several, like just in a chair, like, you know, um, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. And he lived to be quite, quite old. Um, I don't remember what age he died, but it was like decades of. Did he have all of his faculties? Like mental faculties? Mental and physical. Not physical. Like at all. Diapered for a very long time. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, That's he had his awful. wife to take care of him, which is nice, but also kind of like, you know, being a caregiver is difficult. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. Fuck. All right. We'll have robots <laughs> to take care of us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technology's exactly. got time to keep up. <laughs> or an apocalypse will take care of us. Yeah, probably that one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you better get your full tang knife ready. <laughs> I got your full tang right here. <laughs> it just sounds dirty. It does. It, super it really does. does. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. All right. Well, vampires. That's that's that. Yep. Until next time. Until next time. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.